A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hey everybody, it's Kyle Leon Henderson here and welcome to Not For Nothing. The very first episode of 2023 is right here. Uh, so let me start off by saying Happy New Year everybody. We did it. We made it to 2023. And some of you may or may not know that my favorite holiday is New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. I love to take stock. I love to look at the year behind and think about what I've learned, think about the trials that I've gone through, think about my successes and all the happy times I had in that year, and I love to set my intentions for the year ahead. And so that's sort of what I'm going to do with you guys today. As you know, usually I have a guest on, we have a conversation, and hopefully we all get something out of it, but today it's just me because I'm going to give you a little bit of my 2022 in review. So let's go all the way back, to, all the way back to March, where we had our last episode. So the reason that I uh, stopped for a little bit is because I took a new job. I took a really, really cool job. It was actually sort of a dream job for me um, to have a little bit of a space that I can enjoy myself while I'm being an actor. And this job is, uh, it's a day job. It's a bread and butter day job, but it is a performative job. And I had to audition for it. I was one of 700 applicants, 700 auditioners. Uh, and I was one of 28 people out of those 700 who was offered a slot into a training space. Uh, because this job, you don't just get the job, you get hired for training and then you have to test for passing the training and then you get to go do the job so I did three weeks of training um the audition process itself was pretty grueling and uh so I didn't go on hiatus for that but then once we started the training it was three weeks I went on hiatus I was going to do a three-week hiatus and then the job started and then five weeks later I was promoted to another job promoted to another different space for that job and I did nine more days of training for that. And then life sort of happened and the hiatus never ended. Uh, so let me just take you back to that, what I was going on during all this time, during my hiatus. Uh, yeah, so this job met a lot of really cool people. Uh, they became my best friends in the world. And uh, a lot of things happened to me during that time. So... I don't, I don't even know where to begin with telling the story because it was such chaos during my life. So I will say there are a couple of people that are playing key roles in this that I'm not going to reveal their identity. One might be revealed later and another will never be revealed. So just bear with me when I give them code names. So I had a friend named Steven. We met before I took this job, but he has this job. So once I started this job, me and Steven became fast friends. There's another guy that I'm going to call Robert. Uh, he is a big, big, big part of the story. Uh, I met him just a couple of days before I started my training. And he's one of those people that I knew instantly, I want to know this person. Sometimes people say, you know, you meet someone and you just click. And it's almost like meeting someone from a past life. Well, I don't see it that way. I see it as me meeting someone who I recognize from my future. And that's what I feel about Robert. And so 
I got to know Robert pretty quickly. And I started this job. It was great. I loved it. And I was loving life. And me and Ethan were doing better than we've ever done uh, in life. And somewhere around midsummer, I decided that I was going to propose to Ethan. And being that New Year's Eve is my favorite holiday, Ethan and I have always uh, thrown a New Year's Eve party. I was thinking that would be the perfect time to propose. Bring all my people together and let them watch me propose to Ethan. And that, that was my plan. And then life got a little complicated. So that's where this gets to be a little awkward for me. I'm just sitting before a microphone telling my story to basically no one right now. I'm looking at my computer screen jogging my memory to sort of piece together a story about 2022 that makes sense for you. So, like I said, this job, it was, it's kind of an intense job. Uh, Once I got the promotion, the the regular job, you could settle in pretty quickly and sort of find your rhythm. Then the promoted space, the promotion that I got, uh, that one is always a little complex because it's a, it's a very intense um, job where you have to have a lot of face time with a lot of people. It, it, uh, it's very individualistic, but also it's very collaborative. So I made a lot of quick friends here in this job because it's one of those jobs where you work hard and you play hard with the people you work with. And you have to really maintain your boundaries and maintain your balance. And I don't regret anything, but I do know that I didn't maintain staunch boundaries with with my new coworkers, and I, I don't regret it because they're all such great friends to this day. And if you're listening, I hope you don't think I'm talking about you, anyone. It's just, uh, you know, you all know, you all know the listeners who worked this job with me. You know what I'm talking about. It it gets it, you have to say stop. We're gonna go off and <laughs> live live solitarily for a few days. So this job really, really uh, intensifies during the summer months. And let me just say, Michelle Castle, friend of the show, she does this job with me. Uh, so I, I'm working with my best friend in the world that lives here in L.A. And it's, it's just so much fun. It, it's such a fun job. Uh, friends were going out every night. We were going to bars. We were going to restaurants. We were going to movies. We were doing our thing. And for a little while, I didn't really want to bring Ethan in because I just wanted this to be my space, my space where I can just thrive and be me because everybody who works this job is big personalities because we're performing, performative. And uh, so, yeah, all summer I'm getting to know other people, lots of people. Some, most of the people that I really, really fell in love with in this job will eventually make their way onto this show because I love them so much. They have interesting, fascinating stories, and I want to highlight those stories because I love these people. Uh, but those people that I was hanging out with include Robert, the one I told you about, and Stephen. Uh, Stephen and I, we got to be best friends as well. And Robert and I, we didn't, we were friends. We, we had this connection, but we didn't really hang out a lot in the very beginning. But then we started hanging out together and we started um, really going to the same bars. Uh, I, we have this bar that we love to go to. Uh, to this day, we still love to go to it. Uh, we, we spent some time there. Well, I'm going to cut to where it starts to heat up. Towards the end of summer, Robert starts 
talking to one of our other coworkers, a good friend of mine, and it was an on again, off again thing. They just they seemed to not they weren't on the same page because they were in two different places in their lives. They're both to this day friends. They're great friends, but it, they tried something. It just did not work. And Robert came to me and was, you know, we, he would be a little disappointed and he wanted a friend to, you know, talk about it with. And so we go to the bar and we would talk about it and drink. But this, uh, let me pause. Cause I don't know if I've ever told this part of my life on this podcast. So I'm going to do it now. I'm just going to, I'm just going to word vomit all of it out there. Me and Ethan were polyamorous. And yes, I say were. So stay with me in this story. We were polyamorous, uh, meaning we could date other people. We could, you know, other people. And so I had every right in my being, after I had a few drinks, to go for the kiss with Robert. Because our rules, mine and Ethan's rules, were just... We're gonna. We can only be friends, but you can date, go on dates, kiss boys, kiss the, kiss other people, yada yada. So I kissed Robert that first night we hung out, and um, and yeah, it was fine. We didn't. We didn't really. Nothing happened. It was just okay. Cute. We're we're kissing friends. That happened a few times, and then we started going to the bars when we were uh talking about Robert and his other situation, and then we would kiss. And I just, I don't know, somewhere, somehow along the way, I felt more than just friendship for Robert. And, um, yeah, if I, I, if you, <laughs> this is where it gets, uh, if you judge me, I mean, it's your prerogative, but this is my story. This is where it gets a little awkward for me to talk about. Um, me and Robert got to be close, close friends and I started developing feelings for Robert. Robert started developing feelings for me. Uh, it got to the point where this other guy that Robert was trying things with, it just, it fizzled out. They remained friends. So then it's just me and Robert hanging out and we eventually stop because Robert says, hold up. I'm not down with the polyamory thing. If I'm going to be with a guy, I'm going to be with the guy. I don't want to do this anymore. And usually whenever I that happens, I'm fine with it. But this time, Robert was going to walk away, and I said, don't go. I, I, I don't know. Everything in me was screaming, don't go. And I don't know why, uh, but I just knew that I was connected to this person in a way that I'd never been connected with somebody like like that before. And so I was in a pickle. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got myself into a pickle because at the same time, I was maintaining my relationship with Ethan. We've been Ethan and I have been together 12 years. He's a friend of this show. And it got complicated because I was still maintaining my relationship. I was planning to propose to him on New Year's. So that was my plan still at that point. And then there was this whole Robert thing and it got to the point where it was me and Ethan. And then on the side, me and Robert were hanging out and it got to the point where we had to figure some stuff out. And it, it wasn't that, um, it wasn't that it was, it wasn't a cheating thing that I just want to say that that was not anything on paper that Robert and I 
were experiencing was completely within the confines of the rules of mine and Ethan's relationship. But the more I went on with this, the more complex it got because Robert and I were getting closer and closer. And, (laughs) and I'm sorry that I'm, I'm jumbling my words. I'm actually, I mean, you can hear the nerves in my voice. I'm certain you can hear the nerves in my voice as I am saying this to the world. I'm telling my story. Um, so Robert and I, were, we were like, we got to take a break. We got to take a break. We can't talk. We can't talk. Well, <laughs> Robert and I are in some group chats. And so instead of texting one another and talking and all that, we would sort of start sending coded messages through the group chats to, to each other. And it was, I mean, <laughs> it was complex. And we would go through days where we wouldn't talk. We would We would see each other in the break room. Uh, at work, and we would not talk to each other, and it was weird for both of us. All the while, Stephen was my friend talking me to it, and he goes, and he would tell me, "You've got to leave Robert alone. You've got to re- leave Robert alone." And I said, "I know, I know." And he would get upset because Stephen became friends with Ethan as well. Because at this point, I had started bringing Ethan into my friend circle because I knew that these people were going to be really lasting friends. So I needed to introduce them to Ethan. So all of these people, they knew that I was going to propose to Ethan. They knew that uh, Ethan was my long-term partner. And there was a few of them who knew what was going on with me and Robert. Well, we got to this point where towards the end of fall, there was this huge event for our work that went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And we had to work it and it, it just made everybody's it was different hours it was different um different ways of doing the job and it was just intense and on top of that me and robert's trying to figure everything out um and i eventually realized that i got too far gone i realized that yeah on paper everything i've done is okay but the feelings in my heart were not okay for my relationship I would go to the bar with Robert, and then once the bar would close, we'd spend two more hours just talking. And that, to me, let me know that something was amiss in my life. And I realized towards towards the end of Halloween season and all that, the, the, the fall seasons, I don't think I'm polyamorous. I I think Ethan and I got together when we were kids and we had put so much time in I was piecing together a life that allowed me to live out my truths in every aspect of my life but also maintain a relationship with Ethan and so one night me and Ethan talked and we decided to break up. And I know that that's possibly shocking to some of y'all because throughout this entire show, Ethan has been there. And what we decided was that we're still going to maintain our friendship. And I know that there are lots of couples out there who say they're going to do it, but Ethan and I are different. We lived together in New York City for five years. We lived together here in Los Angeles for five years. Um, 
And we've been together almost 13 years total. And we just had been through so much together. We decided we didn't want to lose that to an angry, bitter breakup. And so we decided that we were we were going to maintain this friendship at all costs. And we decided that anybody else who comes along has to be okay with the fact that we are really, really, really close friends with our ex. Because in the conversations that Ethan and I have had, um, we we realized that we just sort of fizzled to a best friend friendship. And that's what we were doing. We were maintaining this friendship and calling it a partnership in that way. And, um, I mean, it was hard. It's, there was a lot of awkward muscle memory things that we had to undo, um, after that. But at the end of it all, we knew we were going to be friends and we have become friends. We've maintained that friendship. Ethan knows Robert. Ethan is, uh, friends with Robert as well. So, um, yeah, but that's where we are. Me and Ethan are friends. We're best friends. Um, we have a complex uh, history together. And it, it really felt like when we broke up and in the weeks and months afterward, it felt like what Gwyneth Paltrow called conscious uncoupling. And we, we really did it. I mean, we, we just support one another. We love each other. We, uh, we, um, we root for one another in our respective lives. Ethan is now talking and dating to someone else and, and that's his story. So I'll just, that's where I'll leave that. And we, and I told everyone who were, who was concerned. I said, no, 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 no. I did not leave Ethan for Robert. Um, I, I left Ethan because I realized through my interactions with Robert, the way that I was living my life with Ethan I didn't want polyamory. I wanted a person that could be someone that I can rely on for everything that you want to rely on for in a partnership. The the intimacy connection, the the fun connection, the adventure connection, the intellectual, spiritual connection. You can find that in one person. Um, you can find what works for you in that in one person. I, I believe that for me, I don't, I, I have such respect for anyone who lives a polyamorous lifestyle or an ethically non-monogamous lifestyle, because I, I know what that means. I've seen it, I've lived it and it is right for some people, but it just, it wasn't right for me. And for a very long time, I tried to make that right. So, uh, before I move on to the, the little bit more about the story that I want to tell you about. I want to pause here because Stephen, my best friend, who is good friends with uh, Ethan as well, he did not take this breakup well. And he got very angry with me. He said, I know you left Ethan for Robert. I know you did. And he got deeply, deeply involved in my life that felt icky to me. It felt that he was in too invested in what I was doing. It kind of made it so that my actions of, and decisions based on my own life affected him. They affected him more than they even affected me and Ethan. And that was not okay with me. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to talk about it a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about it because it is 
a hurtful situation. And there's nothing more to say than that, that my best friend really was not there for me during a breakup. They really made my breakup about them in a lot of ways. And I it felt like a, a blindside because they told me that if I wind up with Robert, that I'm dead to them. And you know my sass. I said, well, baby doll, you better buy yourself some flowers because you got a funeral to go to because you're not going to tell me how to live my life. But he was trying to tell me how to live my life as my friend, and that's just not okay. And now we don't talk. We are, we are coworkers, and we do not talk. And I'll say it, that really hurt. And a lot of people, and I'm a stubborn old coot. I really am. I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And all my coworkers were like, okay, cute, cute. It's yeah, cool, 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 tight, 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 tight. You seem real fine about this. But now I am. Now I, I, I've moved on from that space because I'm not going to give any more energy to that. I'm not going to give any more energy to someone who does not support me in decisions that I made in earnest. Um, I am sad that my life seems to have affected him so much. Uh, I hope that he can find peace in his own heart one day. Uh, but in the loss of a best friend, that was hard for me too last year in 2022. It was very reminiscent of 2020 when I lost two other best friends in the midst of my grief with my dad dying. But one of those friends from 2020 came back to me uh, this year and a and sort of apologized for their portion, gave me the opportunity to apologize for my portion, because in every breakdown, there are portions, uh, there's portions that we all have to own, and I owned my portion with, with that friend, and I'm sure we'll, he'll come on the show, he's been on the show before, so, I mean, if, you got, if you're really bored, you could scour the, the episodes and figure out who it was, but he's back in my life now, and I love that, and maybe he'll come on and we'll talk about it. So, But in the loss of Steven, that was very reminiscent for me. And it was hard, and it was sort of PTSD, and it made me not trust uh, friendship. It made me very untrusting of friendship because you just never know when someone's going to blindside you. Um, but, yeah, I, I wish Steven the best. I hope he can go on and live a great life. Now back to me and Robert. We are dating. Me and Robert are dating. And... I'm really happy, and I will say that Robert and I, we've bonded on many different levels that are new for me to bond with a, a boyfriend on on those levels. I, we bond spiritually, we bond uh, energetically, we bond ad, on, on our sense of adventure, we bond on our our senses of humor, and I'm I'm really enjoying my time. Uh, it's it's new, it's fresh. Uh, I, I've, the reason I gave Robert a code word, a code name is because I don't know if he wants to be a part of this show. I don't know if he wants to come on and talk about us in the same way that other people do. And that's his prerogative. And so for now, his name is Robert. That is not his real name. Um, but maybe one day he'll come on. If not, you know what? That's just a little piece of heaven for me because, I'm really enjoying this time. But now, what about 2023? What what is what is it about 2023? Well, I have a coworker named Michael Kelly. Hey Mike. 
he and I were talking about this. He said, I always choose a word, a verb that I create for the tone of my year, what I want my, I want to set my intentions to. And I said, you know what? I do that too. I always do that too. And it's the funny things that you do that you don't even realize you're doing them. And then you speak it out loud and you're like, that's what I do too. So guys, I'm going to do that right here. This is my, my word for this year. Uh, Michael Kelly has not told me his word yet. I'm going to be reporting back to him. Uh, I'm going to be checking back in. I want to get his word. I want to hear what his intentions are because this past year he had a baby. Little Leo. Hey, Leo. Uh, Leo has no idea who I am. I've never even met Leo, but I've seen pictures and he's, gosh darn it, so cute. Uh, But Michael had a lot of big changes this year. I'm going to report. I'm going to look back and see what his word is. But my word for uh, for the year is return because I had a lot of plans for my life. And I had a lot of intentions. One of them is this show. I'm returning to this show. But not just that. I'm returning to my passions. I am practicing yoga again. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading books that inspire me. I'm reading a book right now uh, by a Buddhist nun. Uh, I, I, I want to return to my spirituality. That is, that's a space where me and Robert bonded. In a return to our spirituality, well, a return to my spirituality. Robert actually always had a great spiritual practice, and I found a safe space for me to re- re- rejuvenate that for myself. I want to return to my fitness. I want to return to experiencing new things. I want to return to uh, to going walking that path of a being a performer because we. I think we all go through uh moments where we are where we are something in name only we perform we do improv we do uh we read you know you say oh i'm a big reader but you haven't read a book in a year and it's like well that's that's how you create your identity but are you doing it we've all done that i'm an actor i'm a performer i'm an entertainer but in 2022 i was mostly an entertainer in name only and we all know that a big part of the entertainment industry here in Hollywood, we know this, is the auditioning. You're going to audition maybe sometimes 90% is auditioning and 10% is performing. And that's okay. That is the, that's the nature of the beast. But I wasn't even auditioning. I wasn't even going to classes. I wasn't even expanding my craft. I wasn't even even working on honing my craft. But that's what I'm doing this year. I'm returning to that. And luckily, I have a lot of people in this town, a lot of friends, a lot of deep, wonderful friends who are doing it. They're walking that walk. They're talking the talk. And they are auditioning. Uh, we're always, I'm always hearing about self-tapes, self-tapes, everybody, you know, I've done self-tapes, I've done auditions for self-tapes, that is the new industry standard, and there's a couple of friends in my life who, every single time I see them, I get to go home and do a self-tape, you know what that is, that is showing up, and that's what I want to do, I want to return to the space where I show up, and I want to return to the space where I have confidence in myself because this past year has wrecked my confidence. And I, I I don't know anyone who hasn't had a lot going on in 2022. I think it was just energetically the year after the two years of crazy pandemic stuff 
that we were just like, we're going to spew everything, try everything, do everything. Everybody's changing their lives. My ch- my life changed dramatically last year. But 2023, I'm going to refine my focus. I'm going to return to a focus. I'm going to return to what I love. I'm going to return to self-love because I didn't always love myself last year because I, I, I gave you just a Reader's Digest version of what happened last year. Um, but you, as you can imagine, I wasn't always my best self in conversations, with, especially with Stephen. Um, I don't really regret anything I said. I regret a few things of how I said it. Uh, I regret a lot of different things around that year, but I'm, I'm taking a deep breath. I'm inhaling and exhaling and returning to my path with new fresh eyes, with new fresh experiences. With every experience comes a deeper understanding of who we are. And I can't wait to explore that within myself. And I wonder if you're going to explore that within yourself too, listeners. Um, but that's my show for today. I, I hope that you'll join me next week for another episode of Not For Nothing because the conversation, if you're a longtime listener, the conversation continues. And I'm a changed person. Not a different person, but I'm changed. Uh, I, I was just thinking yesterday about this song from Beauty and the Beast, the Broadway show. There's been a change in me. Um, I The lyrics for that just seem to ring to me. There's been a change in me a kind of moving on, the one I used to be, I still depend upon. For now I realize that good can come from bad. That might not make me wise, but it makes me oh so glad. Because we grow in uncomfortable spaces. If you're comfortable, baby da, baby, you ain't growing. So get uncomfortable this year. But do it in a way that is focused with breath, and with uh, consideration, we don't have to choose things fast. We can go through the steps to decide whether or not it's right for us quickly. But let's let's go through it together. Let's let's go there uh, this year. Um, so yeah, that's the show. That's the first episode. Happy twenty twenty three, everybody! I I cannot wait to show you all of my new friends that I met in 2022. They are delicious. They are, I mean, I, I, I just, I pinch myself when it comes to, especially Robert, when it comes to all of my friends that I met, I, I can't even name them all. They are exponential. They are, I mean, it's just, my heart is overjoyed with the people I've brought from 2022 to 2023 they're fantastic guys, and I cannot wait to introduce you to them. And each and every one of them have a story of their own, and I can't wait to share that with you. And find the ways we connect, and find the ways that what they feel and believe and know can change how I feel and believe and know in this world. So with that, if you are not a subscriber, go ahead and like and subscribe this show on every bit of your podcast apps. Go to my Instagram, Kyle L. Henderson, and let me know what you think. Follow along. Follow along this show. Comment. uh, And also give me a review. Give me a review and rate this show because that's going to help people find me this year. Find this conversation because if you love this conversation, you're going to want to share it. 
and I'll see you next week for another great conversation. Mm-hmm.